This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. As I talked about last week, autumn has arrived. It's very definitely here and with us. And the summer is a distant memory. Uh, there we go. Lots of wearing waterproofs. It's been very wet. Wet underfoot, so you need dualies on. Yeah, it's kind of cold. Colder, at least. Wet and windy. It's autumn. That's what we expect. Which raises the question, why... Well, why? <laughs> why do we do this? Why do we have alpacas? Why do we put ourselves through getting out there in the wind and the rain and the mud, the mucking out, the moving food, moving animals, making sure they're okay, they're warm enough, dry enough, etc.? Well, I can offer you five answers to that question of why. I think it's going to vary for different people, but these are tipped in the favour of, of me and my answers to these questions. So, see what you think. The first one, because it's in the genes. You can't do anything else. I'm sorry, you're stuck. You have alpacas because you need to have alpacas. It's something that you connect with, something that you want to do, something that you feel that is just you. So that's a that's a strong sense of these animals are special. These animals are what I want to share my life with. And the gene thing, it's not a real gene, but there is a, a something that you connect with. It's caring for them. It's being around them. It's learning from them, learning about them, discovering more, curiosity, all those kind of things come into play. Can't imagine not having alpacas. Hmm. There's probably quite a few of us in that category. And maybe you haven't yet got to the point of deciding to keep alpacas yourself or, or being in a, in a position to do so. But there is something that's drawing you, that's connecting you to alpacas. You just want to know more. You want to have more connection with them. And that's possible. And uh, One option would be to go see some, find a farm or a ranch nearby that you can go visit and actually build a relationship with. Are there ways that you can help? I know that I get requests for people to come and help, and it's a bit of a challenge because actually most of the time I don't need a lot of assistance, and therefore it's it's demanding something of me to try and make use of the people who want to come and help. So find helpful ways of <laughs> being involved in helping See if you can work something through, if that would be a good way for you of connecting with some alpacas on a regular basis. It could be that you could go and help at cheering time. It could be there's regular things, not every week, but every now and again, something that needs to be done in terms of husbandry. And you could go spend some time with other people's alpacas. It's always good, I think, to do the preparation of learning about and experiencing alpacas before you make the decision to actually keep your own. 
And you need to do as much of that as possible so that you don't get caught out. They live a long time. You're going to be caring for them for a long time. You don't want to make a, a quick decision or a an idea that's kind of romantic and idealistic is a bit more challenging in the reality of it. So just a thought. So first one is because it's in the genes. Secondly, you may be wanting to breed animals to sell, selling breeding stock, selling pets. And this is a good reason, can build something of a business. And with this approach, there is a need to have a sufficient number so that it, it stacks up. So you need to do your homework, do some sums, work out what the costs and investment are going to be, what the likely situation is. Now, it's a bit of a challenge at the moment coming out of the pandemic or starting to come out of the pandemic or just going back into another phase of it or something to work out what on earth is going on. And it, it, are people in a situation where they want to buy alpacas? Well, the answer to that is yes, they do. They do want to buy alpacas. Whether it's a good idea for them to buy alpacas is another question. So it needs wisdom about how you engage with people, how how you provide support and training for those people. Whether it's something you need to say no for some people, it's just not the right time, not right. Um, mm, all issues that are difficult to work through. There's no absolute right answer or wrong answer. You need to work it through. But there are some challenging issues in there about are they going to be going to a situation where they can be cared for and it's not going to be causing a long-term problem. So breeding stock for sales is a reason for keeping alpacas. Alongside that, well, you might have a plan. There is a plan, a master plan, a plan to build some kind of business that's a sustaining business. Well, it's something that is part of a lifestyle choice, keeping alpacas. You can add it into lots of other things, but for it to be a, a major contributing factor in terms of income generation for you, then it needs to be put on the right footing, needs to be built in a way that is sustainable. That's a word we like to use a lot, but it's something that's going to keep going. Something that's going to be able to go through the lean times as well as the, the good times. Something that's going to be able to build over time and for the future. So it's going to scale up in a, a workable and doable way. Otherwise, you'll find you wish you hadn't got involved and we don't want to get into that situation. So work out your plan. There's all kinds of issues about land, the amount of, and can you expand the kind of land it is, the kind of vegetation that grows, problem poisonous plants, etc., or good grazing. How is the grazing going to be for the alpacas? What sort of numbers are going to work for you and how much investment is needed uh, before you get the return and the kind of level of return that you can get or not. So the big plan. It's a way to live. It's a way to be active with caring for and working with and for your alpacas and also to make some money. It's not easy. No businesses are. It's not easy to make money. You have to work hard. You have to build. You have to plan. You have to be flexible. You have to be flexible and go into enough detail to make it something that is going to sustain you, that is going to keep going. So first one was because it's in your genes. Second one is 
breeding stock, breeding animals to sell for pets or for other breeding stock for other people, developing a plan and having a whole thing that works together so it's the, the whole package. And then fourth area would definitely be fleece. Fleece is such a, well, that's the product, isn't it? That's what comes from alpacas. That's what they're for, is to grow amazing fleece. So finding a way of making use of it, planning that in advance, how much do you need? How much are you going to be able to to generate? How much do you have to invest in terms of processing? So whether it's the cleaning, the carding, the creating, the yarn, or if you're going into felting, and the other things that you can do with the with the fibre. So it's something to be aware of. So fleece, the kind of fleece, the kind of colours, the fineness, what it is that you can do with it. But once you've had your hands on some alpaca fleece, it will settle a lot of the questions and the decisions. It's just kind of back to this issue of working out how you do it, how you make it work, and how you can scale up. At one level, it's just going to be a craft level, and that's perfectly fine. But if you are planning and developing something into a business side using the fleece, how can you scale up? What is it you'd need to do? It's the quantity of fleece. It's the the ability to process or to find people to work with in terms of the processing. All of that will be part of the bigger picture of working with the alpaca fleece. So that's number four. And then number five, sharing them with others. There's so many opportunities here. There is something special about other people experiencing alpacas for the first time or just because they love alpacas, because they've got the alpaca gene. There are many ways of doing that and people have developed walking with alpaca offerings, which means that you have to have animals that are suitable, that have been trained. You have to sort out any regulation approvals, etc., that would apply in the UK. This is now required. You need sufficient equipment. So there's a lot of preparation to be done, but that's one way of sharing your alpacas is to do walking with alpacas. Trekking, if you've got the land, it can be not just not just coming and seeing them in a field, but actually walking them, taking them further So that's a few ideas, well, five anyway, of reasons why you might keep alpacas. They all need thinking, planning, being sure. Don't jump into it lightly. Don't jump into it without doing your homework. But you know me. If you can, go spend some time with an alpaca. Oh, we come back to that at the end. Let me give you an update on what's been happening in the valley. So the little one, Wenner, who I've been bottle feeding, doing top-ups, uh, I can't catch her anymore. <laughs> That's a good sign, I know. So uh, yeah, I've been trying to to give her little top-ups now and again, can still get a, a bit, but she's getting more and more clear that she does or does not want to have the milk. Uh, that's absolutely fine. So she's doing well. She's getting strong and heavier and all the right things. She's running around, getting into mischief. Don't we love it when they do that? So yeah, she's really fast as well. And she, she's been really tearing around. Yesterday was really funny because they got separated. Well, they just stayed back a bit. The others had wandered through 
past the stable and, and over into a different field. So they kind of, kind of got left behind. Mum was happily grazing. And the little one, when she decided, right, I'm going to go down the road. I was kind of in on the scene, so she was partly avoiding me, I think. But she, she came down and round the corner into the stable paddock. And then she absolutely tore along really, really fast and joined up with the others, which was which was fun. And then she, she kind of worked around quite quickly, worked her way up, and she appeared on the other side of the fence. So she was back near where her mum was, but she was the other side of the fence now. And it was kind of a, hey, mum, look what I did. Look where I am. And it was just so, so funny. She was just thoroughly enjoying herself with the freedom of being able to run fast and getting to places and having that little bit of independence, but also wanting to be kind of near where her mum was. So Olwyn and Wenna are doing really well. And the others, yeah, they're all growing on. Oh, she's running around again. See them again. They're running around a, a lot in groups and uh, they're doing doing well, very well, growing on nicely. Oh, there are some stunning fleece. And then this morning, I was trying to take their coats off because we had a little bit of sunshine. thought, I know, we'll make the most of that. Uh, managed to get one. <laughs> the others, they'd have gone up the other end of the valley and they wouldn't, I put the food out for them. But no, 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 we're over here. We're staying over here. And they they went the opposite direction. So I didn't get to take the coats off the little ones. And uh, they've done it right. I mean, it's been a, a coolish day. It's not been a problem. They haven't overheated. And it has given them a little bit of extra protection. So they're, they're having fun tearing around, uh, being watched by the adults. Uh, not to be included in the play, please. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, that's that's all good. I'm very pleased with the way things are developing there. So we're getting into the, the thinking of the the ongoing stuff, the bit of, bit of husbandry stuff. The, the lake's full again, as we said. I can take that fence down that I put up to keep them away from getting anywhere near the, the mud because they're going to get anywhere near the mud at the moment. And uh, at least still a bit wary of being near t- too near the edge, I think. But there's also the area by the bridge. They've actually had to go through quite deep water now a few times. So they're all getting their experience and going on. Lots of visitors, not in terms of people, but in terms of birds. We've had the geese back. We had a pair and then three and then I think we probably had a few more and then they went away again. But they've been two around quite a bit, not around today. No idea what that's all about. But anyway, they're not around today. But the cormorants have also been coming in. There's a pair of cormorants and they cruise around and st- stand hanging their clothes out to dry, you know, hanging their wings and just drip drying in the sun. So that was uh, that was fun. And loads of extra because of the geese being here, I think, loads of extra ducks. So we had about 20 ducks rather than our usual seven. And the usual bits and pieces with more hens tearing around. I, I disturbed them at the edge of the water yesterday and they're tearing off across the across the lake. And back to the, well, uh, somewhat <laughs> sheltered area of the Bullrush Island in the middle of the lake. Uh, because the water's level's gone up, there, there's no ground left for them to be on but they're still got to go in there i think it's still a little bit raised but it's a bit paddling around in in water but hey they're water birds so waterfowl so yeah that's uh all the other bits and pieces going on but the, it's it's that kind of harvesting time and moving shifting places to be cut back with the brambles as always 
and on we go. More rabbits. We have more rabbits appearing and going into the stable. I keep disturbing them. They're obviously going and clearing up a few crumbs here and there. And I probably don't begrudge that, but I'm not sure I really want them running around in the stable. Their numbers are increasing too. So it's been quite a an interesting time. So shift of the year, shift of the season, shift of term time, because that's usually when kids are going back, isn't it? Uh, back to school. And therefore, there's a little bit of reflecting and preparing for the next phase. So that's what's been going on in the valley. So I hope you're well and can stay well. Hope that things improve as you're able to do more. And also, if you get a chance, go spend some time with an alpaca. See you again soon. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.